so the first class we were looking at um, uh, foundations of, for mindfulness, which include um, posture, alignment, relaxation, understanding that meditation uh, doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's supported by integrity. It's supported by generosity. And part of the reason why meditation is supported by generosity and integrity is because even after sitting for a very short period of time, there's stuff that arises that's challenging. And when we are tethered to our own inner goodness, then it gives us leverage and balance to work with some of the stuff in a way where we can uh, find wholesome and skillful responses than, rather than just um, moving into the habitual ways of, of relating to to things that doesn't serve us any longer. So the generosity keeps us tethered to our own goodness, and the integrity creates a framework of a boundary to help mirror for us when our choices about the kinds of things that we want to say or do is cutting across a boundary that is not going to be uh, uh, serving. Yeah. And so in the West, most people just want to come and meditate, and then after 5, 10, 15 years, they wake up to the fact that um, these things are actually fundamental, and it's a little bit like trying to build a building without any foundations. You need to have foundations. And in the East, it's the opposite. People start with integrity. They start with precepts. They start with taking refuge. And then after many years of that, oftentimes there's an interest in meditation. And it's, it's, it's actually quite beautiful because in a, in a, when there's a traditional uh, culture connected to a monastery, you know, when I've seen it, when people have babies, the first thing that they do before they even come home t- to their home is they take the baby to the monastery. And when the baby's teeny tiny, like just weeks old, they bring the baby to the monastery. And when the monks and nuns are receiving rice, the mama or the papa takes the tiny little baby with the tiny little spoon in the hand just so that the, the baby can learn this gesture of adding or filling or offering. And it's just, it's touching when you see cultures where generosity is, is, is part of what they teach children from a very young age. So we are into the second level of meditation where we're talking about Vedana or feeling. And this kind of feeling is not the kind of feeling we normally associate with feeling. Normally when we associate with feeling, we associate it with the emotion, you know, the kinds of you know, sadness or anger or joy. Vedana has the particular characteristic of being pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And one of the things about Vedana, which is really uh, important, is that for many of us, our minds move into complexity. And we are processing a lot of complexity. And the complexity is not only the things that we see, but also our emotional reaction to it. So I was at a doctor. And the next client that came in to see the same doctor was a man who had a Tesla car. And I'd never seen a Tesla car. And I had heard that Tesla cars are 100% electric and that you can go many hundred miles on one charge. So I was like, wow, a Tesla car. You know, it's way cool. So I said, can you show me the car? So he said, sure. So he goes over to the car and the the handle is like a space car, the way the handles, they, they come out and open. 
it's very, it's very, I've never seen that on a car before, but I mean, I don't know much about cars, and I don't hang out around fancy cars, so <laughs> it's not a big thing. But there's this whole big, huge thing that happens around a Tesla car. And then the sense of, you know, the thoughts. Wouldn't it be nice if, you know, wouldn't it be nice if it was 20 times less expensive? Wouldn't it be nice if there'd be a way to have one? Wouldn't it be nice if more people could have one? Wouldn't it be nice? And so there's this sensation of contact, a sense of joy, and then this whole big, huge cascade that follows on after that. And most of the time, we are not paying attention to the fact that what just happened was there was pleasant contact. There was something that I saw. There was something that I thought. There was a a sense impact that was pleasant. And so rather than just staying with the bare experience of pleasant, it moves into the cascade of all of the associated thoughts and feelings that go along with it. Yeah. Now, in that situation, it was reasonably harmless. You know, I had a little bit of fun, and I had, you know, enjoyed the car, and I enjoyed the man who owned the car, and that was sort of the end of it. But with other situations, it's not so simple, because that initial feeling then moves into, you know, what can I do to get one? How can I, you know, engineer it so that it's different? And then when we experience the opposite, where something happens and we feel upset, you know, then there's a whole cascade of negative thoughts and negative feelings and negative emotions. And if we're not careful, we can end up doing or saying something that we really regret. I was, which, what, what movie was I watching? It was a Dharma movie working with people in prison. And, you know, these people all had lifetime sentences. Some of them had several lifetime sentences. And when they talked about the actual experience of what had happened, usually it was like between 6 seconds and 45 seconds that made the difference between them being in prison and not being in prison. Because there was a whole huge emotional reaction and then a reaction to that. And what happened was they way transgressed boundaries and then they got put in the slammer as a result. But most, for most of the people who were in prison, this was not premeditated, thought-through behavior. It was something that was just an impulse response because of something that happened to them very strongly. And I remember um, uh, reading Marshall Rosenberg's book, and he was talking about working with anger. And um, one of the things that he said about anger was is that anger is needs that are not being met. And he was talking to a young man, and the young man heard him, and his face went completely white, and he walked out of the room, and he came back like an hour later. And what he said to Marshall is, he said, Marshall, if I had known this three years ago, I wouldn't have killed my best friend, and I wouldn't be in jail. You know? And so what he was connecting into was the fact that he didn't have a way of working with a really intense emotional impact and the cascade that happened as a result, where in that instance that young man felt incorrectly that he didn't have a choice. And when you understand how to pay attention in a clear way, you find you absolutely do have choices. So we need to understand our fuses, you know, what gets us 
uh, tanked up and how much we can stay in like a hot zone before we are out of control and what the what that what what those levels are what those parameters are so that we can we can take care of ourselves and take care of the people that we love and take care of 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 life so that we're behaving in a way that's congruent with our precepts and the things that we value because for for most of us you know in a calm reflective space we would be able to say what we valued and the kinds of things that we thought were skillful and unskillful but where the tire meets the road is when there's a strong impact and we're having to navigate that because for most of us when there's a strong impact we're not we don't we haven't trained our minds sufficiently to be able to utilize that in a way where we can be calm and peaceful so this whole phase of the meditation lesson is about learning how to dial into the pleasant unpleasant and neutral quality of things as a way of moving away from the big huge story to the immediacy of something very simple do i like it do i not like it do i not feel particularly like i like it or i don't like it three very simple ways of focusing which ends up taking an enormous amount of complexity out of a lot of things and helping us to make things much more simple so um any questions about any of that clear enough is this new not new not new not new so You have a mind. new you have a new awareness around the impact of the mind of and the mind, mind, and, and mind creating stories. Yeah. Would you like to say more, Sim? I don't know. Okay. I think that I just finished a book by Tony Pathan and she talks a lot about the story and and how the mind uh, rationalizes. It has to, it's logical. It has to figure out something and then oftentimes it creates a story. And I, we all know this, but our minds. And I have been just aware of how just labeling something, this is happening. More, more just, this, this, is, this is what's happening right this moment. And maybe not labeling it with a pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, but just not letting the story um, take off. So, so this, a, is a very, this is very good to use. Yeah. To use yeah. And you're right. We do make stories, and making stories is an essential function of being able to make sense out of the world mm -hmm. because the amount of data that we get is too much to process if we weren't able to make a story and categorize it into certain things. So it's, it's totally overwhelming if we didn't have ways of of knowing that this is a tree and that's a door and that's a person and this is grass and that's a car and that's a dog you know if we didn't have names and labels and things that we could associate with it we would have you know system overload regularly so it does serve a useful function but what's really helpful to know in meditation is is that 
There's a useful function with the way that our mind labels and categorizes and makes stories, and there's a way in which it's not useful. And so what we're learning to do is to differentiate between these two so that we're not um, taking a function of the mind which is useful in certain categories and certain circumstances and then letting it run in certain other circumstances where it's absolutely not at all useful. You know? And we can see. So, a couple of summers ago, the president, the then president of Awakening Truth had a melanoma. And um, so, my association with melanoma is, I have only terrible associations with melanoma. I don't have a single positive one, you know. And... He had a different experience. He had, he had been through a situation where I think his parents had both had melanomas and they had been treated for it. And so for him, it wasn't, you know, it's a something and you need treatment. And, you know, his parents were still alive, so it wasn't a, a tragedy. But my associations were, were, were um, grim. And so my anxiety levels were extremely high until I found out that, you know, the, everything had happened and he'd gotten the test results back afterwards and everything was clear. And he was totally calm as a cucumber. And it was, it was very interesting to see that he wasn't reacting. You know, there was, he wasn't reacting to something that for, for me was very, very agitating. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he was praying with Vedana, but what I do could see is that he wasn't making a story out of it. He didn't have all the information yet, before he had all the information, he wasn't going to run with the possible consequences of what this might be. So he was waiting until he had the data back in, and then, you know, he would make appropriate decisions then. Yeah, then you miss the moment. As soon as you look into a story... That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. 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 So, um, what I'd like to do is um, standing meditation, then sitting meditation, and walking meditation, come back in and have another sitting meditation, and have some discussion. Okay. So, we can have a series of different experiences. If any of you at any point with the standing meditation, feel like you need to sit down because you're feeling faint or it just doesn't feel like it's working for you, please listen to your body. Please do that. Nobody gets extra brownie points for passing out on the floor. (laughs) 